Hello, and welcome to the Aaron Evans Podcast. This podcast is devoted to people who want to love, listen, and live a little better. I'll be sharing my musings as a life coach, a mother, a yogi, an entrepreneur, and I'll be interviewing some of the most inspiring people that I know that are leaving the world a little better than how they found it. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. If you want to stay in touch, you can follow me on Instagram at Aaron underscore Evans. Buckle up and thank you for tuning in. What is the perfect balance of striving, of pursuing goals, of challenging oneself, and accepting and feeling gratitude for where one currently is? There is a myth that threads into Chinese, Buddhist, Indian philosophy, and you often hear the term in psychology. And the myth is that 500 men that were sons of great elders were living in a city. And a group of monks came begging for food. And the sons denied them, thinking that if they gave them food, the monks would keep coming back and eventually take all of their food. It is said that these sons died and they came back as hungry ghosts. A hungry ghost in the artistic depiction is a really, really skinny-armed being with a mouth the size of a needle, a pinhole, and a, and a stomach as big as a mountain. And they wander aimlessly through life with this insatiable urge for, for food and water, a thirst and a hunger that can never be satisfied. And this myth plays out in all of our lives. It is our dark agendas. It is the desire to always want more. And it manifests as getting a job and thinking about the next one, being in a relationship and wondering if there's a better one, or just feeling like a not okayness with what we have or who we are. The hungry ghost will often show up in the form of an addiction, food, alcohol, booze, television. And one definition of an addiction is something that almost works. I look back on my experience with an eating disorder at a young age And I can genuinely say that there was a feeling inside of me that I was not okay. And I wanted a way to self-soothe or uh, control what was not controllable. The hungry ghost, like in Fight Club, he says, the things you own end up owning you. And this is not to say that goals aren't great and... uh, desiring more and pushing for more is a bad thing. The slippery slope though, is can we accept what we have right now? And I'm kind of grossed out by the word gratitude because it's overused and I I don't know if we truly understand the word. 
But to be grateful for what we have is to acknowledge the luxuries in our lives. The sun, the birds, our home, the food we eat, our friends. And in doing that, in honoring what we have and where we are, we create space for what is yet to come. A teacher of mine often says that when we're generous, and if we're generous with an agenda, which most of us are, you know, if I give so-and-so this, uh, they will give me something back, be it their love, their respect, they'll like me. I'm, I'm really specific about my generosity and, and it's manipulative. So my teacher says, Ali Bogard says, play to the field of abundance. So when we're generous, we, we give without strings attached and we understand that we're throwing seeds everywhere. And in doing so, it makes a, a gift giving with less of an attachment to the results of that action. When you take a look at your life, is there anywhere that you are generous for the sake of generosity without expecting something back? In the Gita, there is a quote that says, everything you do, do it as an offering to me. And you might presume it's God, but it's not. It's the high self. It's the high teacher within. And what I mean by that is the part of us that needs no validation from the external world, the part of us that is driven to make the world brighter and kinder and more compassionate, the part of us that genuinely cares for the earth and each other. When your audience shifts from what will people think, do they like me, to how may I serve, everything changes. You know, we're, we're looking up inside ourselves and asking, was that good? Did you like that? It is trusting our own aesthetic. So it's very, very normal to want more. And it's a function of, of evolution and survival. We have children to feed and bills to pay. When I am comparing my life to my neighbor, and I see that my neighbor has a happy family and a big, beautiful truck and a great garage and a beautiful garden, I could so easily want what my neighbor has. And yet my neighbor and I have had very, very different experiences on the planet and our purpose on the planet is very different. And I believe that most of my hardships and struggle and strife has been for my own trajectory of learning to be graceful, to have composure. And when I feel this uh, genetic urge of, of more, I want to check in because I do live in a culture of consumerism and comparison. Consumerism is the fact or practice of increasing consumptions of goods and that it's advantageous. My first book that I ever read on the path of spirituality was The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. 
And the concept of the book was so much of our esteem is tied into the things that we possess. And yet the things that we possess don't bring us joy. You buy your Ferrari, your big truck, and it's beautiful for the first week. You treat it with such care. You feel a sense of pride and accomplishment. And after a couple months, it's just a vehicle. And again, it is not bad to have possessions if they take you places and provide a more joyful experience of life. The problem is when we continue to want more. I'll be happy when. Once I have that home, I'll be happy. I find myself in this predicament a lot. I bought a home and now I'm considering, okay, well, what's my next home going to look like? And again, I, I want to plan for my future. I want to get excited to co-create with the universe. I want to be conscious of, of where I brush my success, my blessings under the rug, where I trudge forward in this desperate attempt to fill a void that no material possession or accolades could ever fill. What genuinely lights you up? Good music, good food, conversation, hard work, a clean home, being in nature. Because the unnameable things of a present moment, a present moment is what we're after. Living right now, when the mind and the body are in the same place at the same time. And we get glimpses of those moments of flow state where everything is absolutely perfect and it's neither good nor bad. These are the moments we want to seek. We want to find the pleasure in the present moment and become aware of the places we have this thirst for material things, people, accolades, money. And the only reason we want to navigate and excavate the places where we have a, an untamable thirst is that that is not what will fulfill the whole. I've said this before, but there is a God-shaped hole in all of our hearts. And a God could be nature, presence, peace, but nothing can fill it but you. So ask yourself, when you find yourself in a moment of fear and comparison and wanting, what do I have right now and do I have enough? Can I play to the field of abundance? Can I genuinely give with the intention of generosity? And where do I have dark agendas? Where am I being manipulative? Where am I being greedy? This is for no other reason than you. Because the intention of a good life is to find peace, santosha, contentment. And contentment is the realization that moment to moment, life presents us with life. And our intention is to greet it with the most open heart we can. I want you to bow down to the highest part of yourself, 
The part of you that unconditionally loves, the part of you that isn't jealous or envious, the part of you that smiles when you walk down the street. So the hungry ghost is this myth of a desire that could never be satiated. And it propels us forward and ambition is important. When the teeter-totter tips to the way of consuming and consumption and more, we know that our inner compass is off. There is an indigenous tale of a community that had no rain and they called in the rainmaker. And when the rainmaker came, the rainmaker went into a, a, little, a little hut and after four days, the village got rain. The village people asked the rainmaker, what happened? Like, how did you do that? And he said, I came to the land and I was not right within. So I went into the hut and I got right within. And then the nature, the world around me also got right within. Make no mistake that everything is everything, that we impact each other all the time. A simple smile creates a ripple effect. Start to take great responsibility for how you vote. How you vote with your time, how you vote with your money and your attention, and where you are directing your focus. As the myth says, the hungry ghost wanders aimlessly, aimlessly. The whole intention of a spiritual life is to find a direction, get steady, get composed, let everything fall away that does not serve your highest intention. And it doesn't have to be something crazy and audacious. It could be to make great food. It could be to make a stranger smile. Check yourself. I love you so much and I am on the same path as you. May we have a crazy amount of gratitude and generosity. May we be compassionate and very honest with ourselves. If you liked what you heard, be sure to rate and subscribe this podcast. Until next time, paddle forwards.